Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that this week, this week, has managed to get three people into three, well, in, into the cinema to see three different films. This is, this is like a first of the new era where, where we all might get to the cinema, we might see something. My name is Tosin, I am the host, uh, and joining me as always on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hi, yeah. Yes. So now this week we all managed to go to the cinema and we all managed to see, I think this is the first time since cinemas have been back that we all managed to get to the cinema and see something different, I think. Yes, we've uh, all seen three different films. Yeah. We've all seen three different films. Okay, my film is a bit of a, it's just, it's like a what report was... back. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that, Sean? What were you going to say? Oh, I was just thinking, did we not, when Sharon saw Cruella, or was that last week? That was last week, was it? Week before. That week, was a week before. Was that not? A, did not? Did did we not see one different one each? Or maybe we didn't. Okay, maybe I saw I th- two. I think, I think yeah, no, did. you're right, close. I, th- I think. Yeah. I think. I th- okay, I think we might have done that. Oh, no, I think you may. You saw something the week beforehand, which you now spoke about that week. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, that's probably what we did. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, you saw everything in the cinema, so I think you probably saw everything. I did saw. that first. <laughs> first week. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just took everything. You you're like I'm I'm taking all your toys. Yeah. They're all mine. And we're still catching up. Yeah, we're still catching up. But no, honestly, this week, right? This this week was a week I actually that I actually thought, oh my god, there's more than one film that I really want to see. There's mm. more than one film that I really want to because obviously now I have my uh, some might say self imposed, some might say life imposed rule of I I can only see one film at the cinema a week. It's actually coming down to like a real st- real thing of if I'm going to go to the cinema. What am I going to see? What am I going to... And I think, Sean, you saw one of the films that was on my slate that I was like, oh, wow, I want to, I want to go check that out. And, but, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll go through that. So the films that we have this week are... We have um, Sean, I believe you saw The Father. The Father, yep. In the cinema. Sharon, you saw... What did you see? Dream Horse. Dream Horse. Yes, that was a Dream Horse. Mm. And I went and I saw Nobody, which we have already reviewed. But uh, every now and then we do want to go back and we do want to just sort of check that, you know, check that yeah. we're still friends and we, all, we still Share actually agree with each other. And yeah, every now and then, like, you know, there is one film that comes up and divides opinion enough that makes us think, can we actually be friends? <laughs> isn't, isn't that right, Sean? With the That is right. Parts? That is right. There's, I, th- I think... I th- <laughs> I think there's only one where it, it was was a little bit. We did get a little bit far. There's only one I can think of. The rest of the time, it's really constructive, and we take each other's views. But I think there was one, one da, particular episode. Da five bloods. We that, so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, da five bloods. Yeah, da we, don't, we won't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool. So, and then on, on on Netflix or Netflix and similar things at home. Because if you don't know what we do on this show, is we go to the cinema, we see three things. We rate them out of five. We stay at home. We see three things. We rate them out of five. And then we give an average and we say who has won this week. Where was our money better spent? Netflix or cinema? So what have we seen on Netflix this week? Um, I saw a film called Skin. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a few films called Skin, but this, is yeah, the, this was a 2018 Skin. Okay. Oh, and Sharon? I saw, I saw one called The Devil Below. The oh. Devil Below. Okay, cool. The Devil so Below. <laughs> the Devil Below. All right, yes, so let us the, kick... The Netflix top 10 at the moment. Huh. Oh. 
All right. Okay. I, I think this is. I have a feeling that this is going to be one of these films that when you get around to talking about it, I'm going to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about this. Oh yeah, this was me shoved in my face." <laughs> I, I have a feeling that it's going to be one of those, but at the moment, it's ringing no bells. Nothing. So, right, let's kick off. Let's kick off with the film that we have been waiting for a while because this was the film that's kind of surprised. Well, everybody who hadn't seen it at the Oscars, and let's be honest, a lot of people hadn't seen it by the time we got to the Oscars, by winning Anthony Hopkins the Best Actor Oscar. And this is a film that, Sean, you have seen, and it is called The yes. Father. So, would you like to go mm-hmm. ahead and tell us all about The Father, what your experience of watching this was like? Okay, so so basically this film, this is a film, uh, Anthony Hopkins plays someone who's like, he, he's got the, um, he's got obviously starting to get Alzheimer's. It starts off with Olivia Coleman. He's the daughter. She's the daughter. And um, she sort of says, oh, I'm going to have to go. There's been an altercation with, with one of the carers that come in for him. And she says, you know, if you, I've got to go to Paris soon. So if you can't get on with your carers, then you're gonna, we're going to have to put you in a home. And, and it's all like confused. So, and he says, oh, what are you going to Paris for? And he, he, he's talking along. And he, these people change. There's, there's another scene. He sort of wakes up and he goes outside and then there's these different people who, who, who like, he thinks is his daughter, but it's someone who's totally different to his daughter. Yeah. But in his mind, he thinks it's his daughter. And this other chap who sort of just turns up and he's like, you know, oh, oh yeah, how are you? And all that. And, and But he perceives, he, he's perceiving these people as something else. So he, get, he gets really, really confused by the whole thing. And as, as you go through, you never really know what 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 it is that's actually happening you don't know the bits that are the bits when he's lucid the bits when he's thinking about it, the bits when he's he's dreaming about it and mm-hmm. so yeah so basically it's i think thinking about it, i think it's quite well done from that perspective of him being totally totally confused you know and he's like at the time he's, he, he had a daughter that was in an accident and, and and he keeps asking about her and he's and he keeps perceiving even though he's in a different flat he keeps perceiving it as his flat it's um so it's quite good on that point uh I think, I, I think this was a play originally, wasn't it? Was it it was originally a play, yeah, written by a French yeah. playwright called Florian yeah. Zeller, who also directed the film. And, and personally, I think it felt like a play. It didn't oh, feel yeah. like a film to me. Yeah, it felt like a play. A bit. I was a bit the same with Fences. I think with um, Denzel. Yeah, with Denzel, Denzel Washington, Washington yeah. when he played Fences. That, that so it very much is that way. And I did get the feeling that I was, uh, you know, I suppose there's not too many characters, so it obviously would would be work well on the stage. But I mean, I'm gonna. I know this is controversial, but I, I, I mean, I, I suppose people are precious, maybe, or they love um, Anthony Hopkins. But yep. I thought he was acting. Oh, right. I really, really thought he was acting. I he. There were times. Okay. I mean, I've, I've seen my, my granddad had Alzheimer's, and I've seen other people with Alzheimer's. Kath, who you remember, Kath, mm. she, and yeah. I mean, it was really, really good the way it went. But I just felt he was acting i just felt he was acting and he didn't convince me and i know like this people have got raves and they've got it all and all that but i wondered if it was because they're so precious about it and oh what a marvelous place to play but i was i wasn't too impressed by it to be fair all not right. not with the performance from for me i know and people will probably say oh you know how can you say that because i mean it's just got masterful reviews and and he's won the oscar isn't he but yeah. for me personally i and i tried to like it i tried to like it um but I just couldn't really, really get into it that much. Um, and even Olivia Coleman, I didn't think was. But, but as I say, this is a personal thing for me. Yeah. yeah. May, may, maybe I was expecting too much. Maybe my expectations were too high. I yeah. really, really don't know. But it just didn't. 
I don't know. It's it's, it's a difficult thing to say. Um, uh, that, as I say, there was only about there's only about what eight characters in it in the whole film. You know, with yeah. different different people, and it, I mean, it was confusing enough for him. So, and there were times when it was like, where's this all going? But at the end of the film, you find out why he sees these people, why he sees different rooms, why in his mind he's going all different. And there's one scene at the end towards well. To well, yeah, more or less, more or less the end scene, which I just, I've, I don't know, I just, it just didn't, didn't work for me. <laughs> did it? Didn't did do anything. Did, no, it didn't do anything. It this left end you scene cold. Where, where, where he's, uh, where he's got. Uh, oh, how can I say? Um, is it? Is this going to be too spoilerific? Yeah, I can't really say, but yeah, no. There's a thing. Let's just say, like, like a breakdown. One of the, uh, there's a moment where he, he has a breakdown about something yeah. in particular, and. I just like that was just like oh no really I, so yeah so I mean I'm gonna be uh, uh, I mean it was okay and I feel really bad saying all this stuff because I mean he did win the Oscar at the end of it and all that yeah, but yeah, I just yeah, think yeah. I don't think I think it was acting I don't think it was a performance I think it was acting and I wasn't convinced I was looking yeah, but, but, at Andy Hopkins as an actor uh, yeah, but we all know that think we can't use the winning of an Oscar as a guide to often the best performance yeah, because we have seen films where you think, why, why is that even nominated as a best film, let alone yeah. win it? Win Again, it, yeah. some performances you're thinking, are they doing this just because they want to sort of massage some egos, or is this genuinely reflecting what was the best performance of that year? Yeah. We've seen some cracking performances that don't get nominated, mm. and oh, really? then we've seen some quite average performances that do get the, the winner. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't use that as a guide particularly. Okay. Yeah. For instance, Rami Malek, he won the best actor for that Queen film, <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. 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 All right, cool. So, Sean, how many stars would you give The Father? Um, well, I suppose I, I didn't absolutely hate it, but I didn't think it was a masterpiece. Um, so I'll I, I give it a, an average three. I'll give it a three star. All right. You know, because I'm not saying it was a, I'm not saying it was really, really horrible. I'm not, I, I'm not in my hate mood, but it just, <laughs> yeah. it just, it just, <laughs> It just didn't. It, yeah, it just it just didn't. Sorry, mate. Yeah, it just didn't have the. It didn't have it. It didn't grab me. So I just got this image where you said you know your hate mood. I just got this image of Sean, like <laughs> like a crowd of Sean's with pitchforks outside yeah. a cinema showing a film like burn it. <laughs> <laughs> throwing throwing flame <laughs> alright cool now th- this was the other film that I was that I was tossing up I was like oh the father or nobody the father or nobody and I, I'd, I mean I'd heard a lot about the father that made me kind of like want to want to go see it because it's, I'm, I'm intrigued about the fact like you know you're talking about how the film is disorienting because it's because he's disoriented mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to see how they did that um, so yeah uh, uh, you know Sean I might just be following you around in the cinema. It's like, Sean, see something this week. I will see it <laughs> next week. That might happen if it's still in the cinema. That's because, good. That's good. Because it has a feeling of a film that um, might not hang around that long in cinemas. Mm. He, has, he has a feeling of that. All right, cool. So that is cinema kicking us off with a three star. And now we go over to Netflix and Friends. And this was something that I saw on Sky Atlantic. And it's called Bad Education. This stars Hugh Jackman. Hang on, I'm trying to put a timer on. This thing is just, just trying to trying to make me look stupid. But anyway, this stars Hugh Jackman and Alison Janney in it. And they play, um, because I really don't understand the way school schools work in 
in well in the Western world, in the UK or in America. But um, I know that there's school boards and everything like that. But in America, there's this guy who is the head of a whole bunch of school boards, and they he he has to do his work is to make sure that the school has good results. Because if the school has good results, then it makes the neighborhood a desirable neighborhood to live in. Because if the school has good results, it makes the neighborhood a desirable neighborhood to live in. And then that means that all the people who are in that area, their house prices go up and they can all make money all because they have a good school. And Hugh Jackman plays this guy who's the superintendent. And he is the superintendent of this. It's based on a true story of all these schools. And um, in an affluent area in, oh, I think it's Long Island. Here's an affluent area in, in Long Island. And they are all loving this guy because the school is number four in... I wasn't, sure, I wasn't sure whether it was in the county or in the country, but the school is number four. And they're all making a big deal about this school, school is number four. <laughs> and they're having all these pep rallies in the school gym, uh, gymnasium about, ooh, we're number four, we're number four. And people are coming over. Like, all the, like Ray Romano plays a guy who owns a whole bunch of um, businesses in the area. And he comes in and he gives him a fruit basket to say, thank you so much for making the school number four because we're all making money because this school is number four. And um, and it it transpires. Then we have a, a school reporter for the school paper who is played by Geraldine Viswanathan, who, Sharon, you will remember from, you quite liked her in Broken Hearts Gallery. She was the lead in Broken Hearts. Yes, that's right, I did. Yeah, yeah. And so she, yes. she, plays a, she plays a school reporter and she essentially starts, the, she wants to just do like a, a news, newspaper in the school story about they're building this new sky sky train and so she she goes to interview Hugh Jackman and he's like and his whole thing is he's always like you know inspirational and so he tells her you know what dig deeper write a good story don't just write a puff piece and he he inspires her to go do this and so (laughs) she goes okay then so she now asks um we're spending all this money on the sky train to build it why are we spending all the money to build a sky train and Alison Janey is telling her well because it's going to make the school big it's going to make the school like you know put the school out on the map and all that and she's like yeah but the ceilings in the school are breaking why aren't we fixing the ceilings in the school, but we're spending all this money to, to fix the sky drain? And she starts pulling at these threads, pulling at these threads. And the Hugh Jackman character and the Alison Janey character, they go from sort of like, oh, yeah, we're here to nurture young people to almost kind of threatening, saying, don't look into this. And she starts realizing that it all doesn't add up. And then, and this is where it gets a bit Scorsese. Because it turns out that these people who were in charge of the school board over the last years have siphoned off something like between 25 and 50 million dollars from the school wow. into their own pockets. Wow. And this this was the, the, at base, this is based on the true story. It's essentially the, it's a, it's called the biggest high school scandal in the in the world because we know in America they do high schools big. They have like, you know, football crowds that get like, you know, yeah. hundreds of people coming to go watch a high school for a high school uh, American football game. And so they raise a lot of money for these schools. And his thinking, the Hugh Jackman's thinking is, well, I raise all this money for you guys. You guys are living big because I made the school good. And hang on, I'm not supposed to I'm not supposed to get anything from that. And it's a and it's a really, really cool procedural as it just follows the lines and it follows the threads and it pulls at the threads as to how this whole pack house of cards that they have built up for themselves just comes tr- tumbling down. So it's like Hugh Jackman, he he has a partner, but he actually ends up going on with uh, with another person, with another guy in Las Vegas where he has he has him in another house. And the whole thing is it's really, really well done. The performances are great. I think um Everybody to a T is good, but I, but I also think that just sometimes the way that they go about telling this story 
And it's, you know how sometimes some people can go into the nitty gritty of how this thing came about and it can, mm-hmm. it can just fall apart. It can be like, why, why are you trying to, why are you trying to get, make a film of an Excel spreadsheet? But then there's, there's a way in which you do it in which you're just going, this is fascinating. Yeah. And I think this is, this is on the, this is fascinating scale. I believe it aired in HBO in this, in the States. And, well, I think Jackman is great. Jackman is all that. The only thing that I would say about the film is, after a while, it gets a bit too interested in the mechanics of how things happened as to the reasons why it happened. Because it's almost like a throwaway line where Hugh Jackman points out that... Um, he points out the fact that all the other people who... Like, the Ray Romano character is like, you benefited from this. You benefited from this school being here. You've made loads of money from this, but I'm not supposed to make any money from it just because I'm a teacher or I'm, I'm in education. <laughs> and I thought that that was actually quite interesting. I thought they could have delved a bit more into that. But all in all, I think it was actually really, really well done. I'll give it a four out of five. So if you can, if you can catch yeah. it, I would recommend Bad Education. Not the... Not, not the, the TV, TV series. Not the TV series mm. Fearing Jack What's-His-Face. Um, um, Jack Whitehall. That's the one, Jack Whitehall. <laughs> not the That's TV quite series. funny, actually. That's quite funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, I've seen a couple of episodes, but but just be careful. Yeah, There's a TV series called things. Bad Education with Jack Whitehall. This is the TV movie with Hugh Jackman. And it's it's just one of those things that, you know, not every now and thing. then, you you realize that Hugh Jackman is is actually a good actor. <laughs> Yeah, he actually, yeah, he actually does act. <laughs> yeah, 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 he actually does act. But uh, and he's not just uh, look at me, beefcake, Wolverine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but he's he's really good in that. So yeah, I would say bad education. Go go watch it. Now and sure, so now Sharon, we go back to cinema and we go to a <laughs> we go to a film that has a title that I'm going to be honest with you does not make me want to watch this film at all. It, I think it has no, a very... No, I was the same. I, was the same. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I think it, I saw the trailer and I was like... Mm. I haven't even seen the trailer. You know, you know, I asked Sharon at the beginning of the show what film it was that you went to see in the cinema. I had looked up what film it was that, from the message you sent to me saying what film is that you went to see. I looked it up yeah. about five minutes before I asked you. I forgot. And then you, between you telling me what film you you asked, okay, I forgot again. I feel it's such a forgetful title. But Sharon, yeah, and it doesn't really do a lot. But yes, <laughs> well, it does when you know the story. It makes sense. Okay, okay. So so Sharon, help Sean and I out of our old man, <laughs> old man yeah, one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And help us. And please tell us what is Dream Horse actually like. Dream Horse is a British film. Well, actually, it's a Welsh film uh, based on a true story about how a group of working class people, ordinary people, decide that they are going to buy and form. Well, they're going to form a syndicate and they're going to own their own racehorse. And the lady who this inspiration is, is as a child, her passion was for like pigeon racing. And so she actually looked into like genetics and breeding of pigeons and she actually won prizes as a child and then life happened she got pregnant at 17 she got married her husband got lost his job and then because he developed severe arthritis and so basically she's got a job in a supermarket and so she's been working in a supermarket in a run-down Welsh Valley's town mm. feeling like there's you know this is is this is this life <laughs> you know getting up at early supermarket looking after elderly parents looking after a you know percent uh, sort of 
a husband who's sort of lost his sort of enthusiasm for life as well, living in this sort of a depressed area. And this, and this is the beginning of the 2000s. Um, just before the the major crash that we had, and yeah. so she hears someone talking about how they used to have be part of a racehorse syndicate, and so she starts doing her research, and she finds out that you can buy a retired sort of mare, uh, a race, a, sta- a thoroughbred mare, for as little as like three hundred pounds, oh, and wow. so they buy a mare, and then they do their research, and they say they form this syndicate so they can actually pay for stud fees so they can actually get this mare in foal and yeah. breed a potential racehorse and so that's what the story is it's about how this this one woman this ordinary sort of 47 year old housewife who works in a supermarket how she formed a syndicate and basically raised a racehorse <laughs> and right. it's, it's, a, it's a classic wow. david versus goliath sort of thing where they are like the little people they're working class ordinary people who who basically paid in 10 pounds a month for two years in order to afford the stud fees oh wow and then their their syndicate is basically was run by them continuing to pay 10 pounds a month every month making to pay for their the stabling to pay for the training to pay for the horse to be actually stabled at a with a professional trainer and how this horse was then brought on to actually compete at a national level. So, so uh, sorry, Sharon. So it's the foal that is the dream horse, is it? It's the dream not horse, the, Not yeah. the mare. Yeah. And yeah. The, the foal is named Dream Alliance. And, oh, okay. and so they called him Dream. That's just what they called him. They called him Dream. And, and it was summed up, basically, it was their dream. And and as the story goes on, you hear some, not all of them, you don't get a backstory from all of them, but some of them you understand how they they work in like as accountants or they're working as in the family business because, yeah. you know, they've been, their dreams were just like basically told when they were young, you know, people from the valleys don't do that. It's like yeah. I, when I heard that, I was like, people from the Isle of Wight don't do that. <laughs> and so people's ambitions and their dreams were, det- were shot down at a very early age, but there's still part of them that's thinking, if only I had, you know, become a, a vet or gone into racing or mm. gone into something, but my passion was this. And then I, I lost that dream. And this was about this group of people who rediscover that sort of passion of saying, because we are where we are, doesn't mean we can't still dream big dreams. Okay, now you see, now I, I have to say, I, I think that the title does not do the film justice. I mm, think the title doesn't yeah. do yeah. what you've just described justice, but I'll be damned if I can think of a better one. So, so. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, the poster didn't really, the poster didn't. No, I mean, I saw one trailer of it and I mainly, I think if there'd been a dozen films on this week, uh, it might have just passed me by. But I do like to support smaller films and yeah. British films in particular. So I just thought, because it's a British film, I will watch it, probably whether I think it's that good or not. And and I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. It did, it does run at just over two hours long. Ooh. and But it has... Yeah, and you've got... Well, after you've had sort of sat through one racehorse, a race, you know, actual race, yeah. um, you think, oh, do you have to sit through another one? <laughs> and Because I don't watch racing. But then when no. I was watching it, I thought it was a film that my dad probably would have enjoyed had yeah. he still been around. Yeah. I thought, actually, he probably would have enjoyed the fact that it was the Welsh Valleys. And 
it was set in that neck of the woods. It was Chepstow, you see the Severn Bridge, you see Chepstow Racecourse, and it was all where my dad grew up. Oh, right. And I was thinking, I bet my dad would have liked this film. <laughs> and one of the characters sounded just like my Uncle Harry. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, been, okay. 20 years. You- well, no, uh, I've I've written something down here because as you were talking about that, seeing as you've, you've raised it up, so this is a film that stars Tony Collette as the lead. Tony Collette, yep. Owen and Teal. Da- Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis. Yeah, is in there as well. And so when I hear Tony Collette, Damien Lewis, neither of them are Welsh. What are the <laughs> accents like? I just I have accents uh, question mark in big massive capital letters. Yes. Actually, they weren't too bad because I've heard people try a Welsh accent because, um, well, it was weird. I grew up with my, obviously, my dad was my dad and I could never hear his accent. But yeah. if we went anywhere, people would say, wow, what accent is that? Even when he was in hospital in his last days alive, um, one of the nurses said, oh, he's got quite a strong accent, hasn't he? And I could never hear it at all. Yeah. So I'm almost like deaf to, to certain Welsh accents because to me, they're, that's how everyone talks. Yeah. Um, but to me, I, none of them, they were, they were proper Valleys accents, which is quite different to where dad, my dad was from. Yeah. Um, but so you, you have that proper Welsh Valleys sound. So most of them, I think, to me, it didn't sound too bad, but then, I, as I say, I'm I am deaf to a lot of southern <laughs> Welsh accents because it's I just grew up with it and I just don't hear it anymore. All right, cool. <laughs> and so, how many stars would you give Dream Horse? I'd actually give it a four. I think the only thing for me, it did feel a bit long, as I've said in other films. I'm not keen on when it starts going past the two hours because I think I'm pretty sure you probably could have trimmed out five minutes here or there just to make it a little bit tighter. So for me, it would just run a little bit long, but I did enjoy it. And um, there are moments that made you want to cry. There are moments that made you want to laugh. There are moments you really wanted to cheer. And the people in the cinema with me, I could hear someone sniffing during the sad bits and I could uh-huh. hear someone chuckling during the funny bits. So, it, yeah, it, it obviously did resonate with me and other people in the audience. So I would give it a four. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Right, and now we go from cinema back to Netflix and Friends. And Sean, you are up. You I are am up, up with one of the many films called Skin. Skin, yeah, there's loads of them. There's yeah. loads of them. Okay, yeah, so. I, I know, and, and I'm thinking, uh, is this the one about the skinhead? Is this the horror movie where something happens to somebody's skin? It's <laughs> a bit saucy. <laughs> there's loads of them. I suppose it must be a popular, popular thing. No, this is actually. Um, skin uh 2018 this is a story it's uh about um uh, this this man this well just this boy that basically his whole his face is tattooed he's got tattoos all over his body he's mm-hmm. totally everything everything and it's a white supremacist group he's, he's have you seen it yeah i haven't reviewed it but i i don't think i reviewed it but i have seen it Oh, cool. Oh, cool. I'm glad someone else. It's always great. It's always great when someone else has seen one. So, yeah. Oh, so you, you know the story. So anyway, uh, and he's a member of this white supremacist group. And uh, certain things happen. I think it's like a what sort of Is burns. it Jamie Bell, just to clarify, the, the main actor? Uh, Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot. Yeah, uh, possibly. I don't know. You'd have to look that up. But... Okay, I'm, I'm looking, looking up. that up now. Okay. Really um, yeah. So uh, basically, anyway, he meets a girlfriend. uh he, he sort of meets this girl. He, I think must was another film. Big girl, Pat, Patty yeah. Cakes, was it? She playing Patty Cakes? I dumped oh him. yeah, yeah, a dumpling, Daniel McDonald. Dumpling. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
so yeah so she was in it anyway she becomes and she's got she's got like three daughters by different dads but anyway a sort of relationship comes and a certain thing happens and there's a, a, a an activist in it that that decides oh why don't you you know help the fbi so basically he comes up with a story that he'll help the fbi if they can help him do with this new treatment to, to get rid of all his tattoos so you oh. know, because because they've all got symbols they've all got meanings so and it's based on a true story it's based on a true story now i think i did a review of a film a few years a few weeks ago called burden which was which is very burden, similar i think it was sometime last Richard. year yeah i remember that yeah no, oh was that last year oh wait was that long ago was it think, <laughs> how time it flies i think it was yeah yeah it probably was but anyway so this is very much like but I, I i don't know how I've, I've sort of come to see these films but uh, I've I, I started watching it, and I found it quite interesting. I wouldn't say it was was marvelous by any stretch of the imagination. It didn't really, you know, it was okay. I, I, it was it was an okay watch. Um, but I'd be intrigued to find out what Sharon thought of sort of this film. If she yeah, remembers no, it, how long ago did you see it? I was do it a, it. Did you see it? No, I must have seen it last year or maybe just just over a year ago. I think I saw it. Okay. I think it was before lockdown I saw it. But yeah, I thought it was interesting, actually, because I've, I've seen a few of these things where they yeah. deal with white supremacists. And I think in some ways, without excusing their behaviour, you can understand how these young men are drawn into this world. Mm. And I think, because when you look at someone whose face is covered in sort of neo-Nazi tattoos, you're thinking, what on earth are you thinking? Yeah. Why would you it. think having SS tattooed on your face is a good thing? In what world is that a good thing? And then you see a glimpse into that world where it doesn't you don't justify that behavior but you sort of understand how mm. someone who has nothing and is from a dysfunctional background and is isolated and alone if someone shows them a lot of love and embraces them and warms and brings them into a family where they are absolutely 100% supportive of one another um, then it begins to make a sort of twisted sense how yeah. belonging and that's is I mean important that was that was a similar well it's, it's it's a similar theme to that film burden that i spoke about where where forrest Whitaker invites invites him into his home so yeah this is pretty much the same but with this one um i i, I thought the i don't know i thought the uh i don't know uh, there was that farm what's, what's her name farmiga farmiga so she was in it she played quite a good role i thought but, um, yes, as the mother of these sort of the mother. Nazis, almost. Yeah, but, she, that's it. Yeah, yeah like, a sur like a surrogate mother that was like, and when, uh, you know. But you turn on her and she becomes like a yeah, yeah, She will rip but, you to shreds. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's up at, she'll likely defend you to the death if you are loyal to her. But if loyal she you stray yeah, from that, then she will it. rip you to shreds. And she'll yeah. probably be the first one to shoot you if you do stray. And I yeah. think that you see that environment where it's, it's very to protect each other, but then there's this threat of violence yeah this underlying threat of violence yeah that's it um but yeah again I, what i would say is this is a this is a okay film it was watchable it didn't really grab me maybe perhaps because i'm i've seen seen a few like this um but i, I think the most i could the most i could probably give this would probably be around about a three star type of effort i, I would have given it a three i think yes it's interesting yeah. it's interesting yeah entertaining because you get a glimpse into a world that, you know, would be just completely alien to us. Alien. Mm. Um, but it was interesting rather than, you know, entertaining. But yes, I would yeah. give it a three as well. Yeah. All right. I think I think the best I think the best uh, white supremacist film I've seen is 
green ring. <laughs> oh, green. Oh, with the, with the Wi-Fi services, they did. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. I saw that... a film many years ago called American History X. That was that was quite good. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th I think Green Room is quite a different take. It's, it's quite a different yes. take on your Nazis. <laughs> uh, it's, oh, oh, Sean, I just found it five months ago. You you reviewed five Gordon months five ago. Months well, ago. well done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, terrific. So we go oh, back to cinema, and this is me giving a report back on Nobody. Now, Sean, before, when you were given the review of Nobody last week, I mentioned that, um, for me, before I saw this film, I thought that it sounded to me like a, a, a mixture of a history of violence and John Wick put together. John Wick. Mm. And now I've actually seen the film. I want to add one other film to the mix. It's a history of violence plus John Wick plus Home Alone gives you nobody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could stick that one in there. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, it's quite, it's quite that, great. That, that bit, I could, yeah. When it... <laughs> So what was that, Sean? No, I was just saying the cellar scene was, yeah. I mean, it was very like deadpan, wasn't it? You know, that t towards the beginning of the cellar. Oh, let's let's you know go to the cellar. Yeah, the yeah, cellar. yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's just the, like that nice, that nice. Yeah, I was actually thinking about the uh, climax. You know, the you know where they go to have the final oh. fight. The, what they oh yeah, that yeah, they yeah. do in the fight that is home alone it's home alone <laughs> down to the ground it's home alone with yes, true. Blood. yeah 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 it is you're right <laughs> it's, it's blood, all... and blood and violence i don't yeah. think it'd be sharon's cup of tea yeah it, it, probably, probably not the way you described it last week i was like yeah yeah pro probably not so no, so uh, but i think sure mm. I, I agree with pretty much all, all, all everything you said i think bill i think bob odekirk is really really good in the role i think he i, I think Essentially, I, I arrived at this film late. I think I probably missed about maybe the first five to seven minutes. But I'm like, ah, that doesn't really matter because I, yeah, nothing much has happened there. I, I, I know what the story is, and it's really it, it really kicks in with the bus. the the so the film kicks in when when this guy goes. But one thing I liked that I thought was quite character was quite a oh, funny wrinkle was because the whole idea is about this guy. He's he says he's nobody, and part of that is because he is an ex. He, he essentially he's a killer who used to work for the government who uh, who has quit and but you have this whole thing where he starts feeling oh my god oh my god I can't believe it I missed the life I want to get back into the life and it's pretty much almost kind of like yeah it's it's like his version of a midlife crisis is that he wants to get back to the life that he that he had where he killed people and so you so throughout the film there's these scenes where he's begging he's begging for trouble to happen so that he can fight <laughs> he's a, and i just thought i thought that was, that was quite funny i thought it was quite funny the way it was done i think the different characters that show up it's it's the film is done with a with sort of like a tongue-in-cheek it, it knows what it is it knows it's a silly uh, yeah. action film and the uh, not so much a, and even though it's done by the same people who did john wick the action scenes are not as slick as John Wick are. So no. John, John Wick's action slick if, uh, scenes are all like this choreographed dance and everything like that. In this, it's a lot more brutal. And in this, you 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 can't get away from the fact that these things that are being done are uh they hurt. That they're hor they're horrific. I I like I like this I like this dad as well and and Raza. Yeah. I like them characters. Like yeah, you yeah. say, in the final, you know. Yeah, yeah, in the final the bit. Of the climax. Final bit. <laughs> yeah, essentially, I think they show up and Christopher Lloyd shows up for a bit and you can just see Christopher Lloyd just having fun. It's kind fun, of fun. Just enjoying himself, yeah. Yeah, he reminded me a little bit of 
the so shaft a bit like how you said skin or oh, it's not that skin no it's not that skin it's that skin it's that skin <laughs> and same thing with shaft it's not yeah, that it's shaft not that it's not the shaft. other shaft it, it's this shaft and in the last film that was made called shaft richard roundtree shows up as the original shaft yeah and you can just see him walking around the film and he's just having a blast. <laughs> he's not taking anything seriously he's like i wasn't doing anything anyway and someone just came and said you want to be in this film i was like yeah okay let's go and christopher lloyd is like that in this film he's just walking around having a blast with the whole thing and there's even a bit where <laughs> there's even a bit where he pretty much says that pretty much in his dialogue he pretty much goes oh my god i've missed this and the uh i'd showed there is there's a yep. bit in the final fight that that make me burst out laughing all i can say is one bullet three heads oh yeah 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 <laughs> that was that was actually i'm gonna go and watch i'm gonna have to watch this one again you know because that was yeah that was yeah that's right yeah it was they all just like yeah when that happened i was like okay this film is totally not taking itself seriously and there's a bit of me that's that is totally there for it there's a bit of me that thinks it's a bit problematic that it's all about how violent it is but honestly you just kind of go okay yeah 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 yep i know these people know what they're doing and i also love the fact that he keeps trying to give his backstory to people and they keep dying before he gives you the end of the story. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He keeps trying yeah. to say, well, yeah, what it. happened is that one day I came up with the... <laughs> and it, yeah, it's it's, it's good. Yeah, I, I quite liked it. I, I would agree with... I think, Sean, you said four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, would, I would agree I with that. I said four, yeah. Uh, I, would, I would agree with that. I, th- I thought nobody, nobody cool. was... It was exactly what I needed yeah, that we night. We agree. Yeah, it was exactly what I needed that night that I saw. I, I do hope Toast. Yeah, I'd like you to go and see Father as well if you do. If you know, if yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. else on, go see Father and do give a give a second thing of that. That'd be good, and maybe even Sharon. Yep, would see I, it. I would. I would, you know, I would you like to see the Father. Say, what what a what a masterful performance! You know, who knows? <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> so Sean, I don't know what film you were watching. Oh my God, I was <laughs> <Yes>. transcendent. <laughs> I was transported to another realm, <laughs> <laughs> to a okay. new place. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So and now we get back to a final film, a final film uh, this week, and that is The Devil Below. So, Sharon, you saw this Ooh. and I'm waiting for you to say the words that make me go, oh, yeah, I know. I heard of this. So go. <laughs> this film is inexplicably in the Netflix top 10 at the moment. <laughs> and I was saying <laughs> inexplicably. Because the devil below is uh, <laughs> the pits. <laughs> the pits. Oh Thank you very goodness, much for joining man, us on Left of Good Cinema. That is it for the week. We will. <laughs> I think I probably could sum that's, it up at that's, that. But a basic plot. That's Netflix if, for you, isn't it? If there is a plot to it, and um, it's basically a a group of people have gathered together to explore an abandoned mine. Um, on the surface, it's because they're they're trying to. Dis- to look into the phenomena of where there's some some coal seams basically um, spontaneously combust and they burn underground and they can suddenly cause um, fissures in the ground or sinkholes and things because these these burning sort of deep coal mines will basically collapse and so that's the the excuse they go and so they go off into the hill for this abandoned mine because there was a, a Apparently, there's a fire burning there. And all the locals say, don't you we're talking about? There's nothing to see here. And then they drive down this um, road to find all these barriers saying, keep out, danger, you know, 
don't go any further. There's electric fences. So like all sensible scientists, they sort of climb over the fence and try to get around it. And then when they get to this mine, it's, you know, it's capped off and it's electrified and there's all this security everywhere saying stay away. But of course they break all the security barriers and get in. And then that's the first thing they teach you in, in Hollywood science school. Yeah. Yeah. And then sort of nasty things start appearing and eating them and dragging them off. And there's running and screaming and murkiness. And so basically it was just pointless, a pointless exercise, (laughs) a pointless exercise and stupid people doing stupid things for an hour and a half. (laughs) Okay. This, now this is a, sorry, sorry, Sharon, carry on. I really can't say a lot about it because it's one of those ones I think, I will probably put it down in that hole. I'm desperate to watch something before the the, the, the um, recording time. And this fell into that category. It was on, it was in the top 10. I thought, well, it can't be that bad. How wrong I was. And oh. one of the main characters is like a strong female character, which is de rigueur for most modern films now. But the first mm. time you see her, she's got a vest on. She's got long, dark hair tied back in a ponytail. And then you see her pick up her rucksack. Ripley, Ripley. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, Lara Croft. I was Ripley, thinking Sarah Connor. I, I, was, yeah. I was thinking Sarah Connor. <laughs> yeah, meets, like, I was thinking Lara Croft, but but, but you know, oh. not well, her. Oh, okay, stupid. all right. So um, um, now this is any, quite... any big actors in this? No. Any big actors in this? No. There's one. Uh, Will Patton appears as a sort of unwashed hillbilly type person. <laughs> Okay, yeah, on oh, Watch Hillbilly, he doesn't have he doesn't have the perfectly coiffured mustaches of the gentleman behind Sean. No, 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 yeah. sir, he does not. No, but, no. no. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you uh, one thing though. It's quite an achievement when a film a film manages to turn Sharon into Sean. That is quite <laughs> an achievement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's an achievement. <laughs> the but, fact, but if, the, they, the, if it the, makes it's me the, the fact that I'm being more forgiven and Sharon is like you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> role reversal but it's one of those ones where all the act some of them look the same to me I mean that was sort of the young male actors they all sound a bit stubble and they were and I thought I can't tell one of you apart from the other all the locals who are there like to defend this well to stop these creepy these um creatures that dwell in this mine that eat people and yep. do nasty things to people they like have been defending this mine for generations um and they all sort of merged into one um <laughs> apart from being heavily armed and unwashed um and there was just it just was pointless exercise in nothingness of, of an hour and a half of my life that was just wasted uh, i love the fact that the fact that um sharon mentioned not once but a couple of times in her review what are you doing why would you do that? <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll we'll stay with me we'll stay with you for a while because that is pretty much sean's catchphrase that is <laughs> yeah that's pretty much sean's catchphrase for watch it for a lot of modern cinema so sharon dare i ask how many stars would you give the devil below i'd give it a two all right cool Ooh. No, uh, that, probably that would probably that would be to me that was quite generous. I think, I think it's quite I th- generous too. I think it comes back to that thing with like Netflix don't really care if a film's any good or not because they've got they've got the audience because it's a streaming audience and people will watch it or they won't watch it. You know they haven't got that that. And well, does uh, it count as a view if you watch at least five minutes? 
Yeah, something like I, that. So, I think I've heard that. That might just be it, it, it an is, urban myth. It, 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 I don't. I don't even think it's up to five minutes. You have to watch for it to count as a view. But uh, but the thing, Sean, and this is okay. So we can blame Netflix for making rubbish and just not caring whether it's good or not. <laughs> I don't know who made this when they. Yeah, yeah, but but we can blame, we can blame Netflix for putting up the cash yeah. for it. But but Sean, when they make rubbish and it shows up in the top ten of everything they have in their entire massive catalog, <laughs> it it that just tells you they're justified because that's the yeah. stuff people, people are clicking it. on. Yeah, I that's know. the yeah, stuff exactly. people are clicking. So so it's so Netflix. They don't look. At the, I don't. I personally don't think that they see themselves as. Um, they don't see that. I was going to say as an entertainment yeah. thing, but they don't see themselves as, you know, we are supposed to make good stuff. Good stuff. They're, yeah, they're, 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 quality. Yeah, yeah. They're, we're supposed to make stuff that people will click on and people will watch. That is Netflix's concern, that people watch the stuff they put on there. And so I blame the public who made this in the top 10 <laughs> of Netflix stuff. Because now that they've done that and they made the top 10, Netflix are just going to go make a sequel. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they probably and, did and leave in. There was room for a sequel at the end. It was open ended enough to be for, for there to be a sequel. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, who could blame them? Because they're there to make money, and they said, "Well, this is the rubbish that we make that makes people make that people are paying for." It's kind of like you know, <laughs> it's kind of like people making well, like McDonald's. Not the healthiest, mm. but look at how many people are buying it. So they're not going to stop yeah, making it if people keep buying it. So it's, uh, but anyway, anyway. All right, cool. So with that glowing review from Sharon, <laughs> would you guys like to guess who won this week? <laughs> I think it's got to be cinema again, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah it, I think cinema's taking it today. It is cinema. It is cinema. I mean, when we kicked off with the father, Sean gave him the father number three. I was thinking, ooh, this might be the week that Netflix ooh. comes back because I've got a good one. So in the first two rounds, the father got three, Bad Education got four. Then it flipped around and DreamHost got four and Skin got three. So after the first two rounds, it was dead even. And I was like, oh, let's go see what happens. Nobody got four, even though it's, even if we took nobody out of the equation. Even if we took, a, we had a three point five average for um, for c- cinema, and then the devil below came and hold hold Netflix <laughs> right below the waterline, <laughs> <laughs> right below the waterline, the dragged them out of you, hey. and that and that was it. And that down went cinema, down went Netflix with the count this week. That was so yeah, the devil below did it. It 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 holds Netflix this week. So for the third week running, cinema is like, yes, we're back. We are taking Yay. the crown on this thing. <laughs> so until next week, where I might go to the cinema to watch um The Father, or unless something else big and massive and shiny shows up. Uh, ooh, I've got to go watch another episode of Loki. That got released yesterday. Um it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye for me. And it's a goodbye for me. Thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> See you later.